I have to show up consistently. And if I'm not showing up consistently, I can't be upset that I am not reaching my goals because I am choosing to not proactively work on them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Girl We Grow Now podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, and I'm so happy to have you joining me on this Monday morning. So this week's episode was originally released in January, but the podcast went through a transition. So I'm starting from the very beginning with episode one. So I felt like an episode on how to create the life you want and how to really go after your goals and prioritize them was literally the perfect topic for first episode. So here we are. Before we get into the episode, I want to start sharing things that I'm really obsessed with and loving and different things that I've added into my routine that I feel like I am benefiting from and are really adding value to my life. I really want to start sharing these things at the top of every episode because hello, I want us all to be living our best lives and feeling like our best selves. So I feel like I need to share what's working for me so that you can see if it'll work for you as well. So that leads me to talking about class pass. So if you know me, you know I am an avid class passer. I literally love class pass. I started using it, I want to say June or sometime in the summer of 2022, and it has been such a game changer for me. So as someone who travels a lot and who really wants to stick with working out and being healthy in my fitness routine, class pass makes it so easy for me. So I recently came back from Miami and I must say that I I feel like Miami has the best variety of classes that I've seen so far out of the places that I've been. So I just want to talk about two classes really quickly that I really loved. So the first one was a place called Bunda. So I love those workout classes where it's weight training and it's really intense and it really pushes me. And Bunda was exactly that. So Bunda is one of those trendy places with the cool lighting, the nice music. And the difference about Bunda was that half of the class was on a Stairmaster and the other half was resistance training. And oh my gosh, I've always had this love-hate relationship with the Stairmaster. And honestly, over the past few years, it's mostly been a hate relationship because I don't even do it anymore. I will say that I was kind of like, I don't know about this class. I don't know about the Stairmaster, but I loved it. I feel like doing the Stairmaster in a group class setting, like one, it made me push myself harder and I just got such a great workout because I know if I was doing the Stairmaster on my own, I probably wouldn't have challenged myself as I did in class because I don't have the instructor there pushing me. But I want to say that the class was really good. I burned a good amount of calories and I just felt like I got a really good workout in. So that was a cool class that I've tried with ClassPass recently. And the other one was Hot Pilates. So I love Pilates. I love Reformer, but I also really love Floor Pilates. So I just want to say that if you don't have the access to Pilates reformer classes, definitely do not sleep on floor Pilates because I usually get a lot more sore from floor Pilates, if I'm being honest. But my coworker told me about this studio called YoBK. So the first location they opened was in Brooklyn. I told my coworker that I was going to Miami for the weekend. So she told me about her studio and how they opened one in Miami. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's on ClassPass. Like I'm going to try it. And I saw hot Pilates. I've never done hot Pilates, but when I saw that, 
as a class, I was really intrigued because I love hot yoga and I love Pilates. So hot Pilates just seems like a win. So I tried it out and it was really nice because the thing that I love about hot yoga and hot Pilates is that the heat helps loosen your muscles. And I feel like I can like get deeper in my squats. I can get deeper in like the different stretches. And I feel like my muscles like I don't I can't explain it, but I feel like being able to get deeper in my squats and deeper into like my stretches is really helpful in a workout. And then I feel like after I go and I shower, I just feel so amazing having worked out in a really hot room that was over 90 degrees. So if you have hot Pilates anywhere in your vicinity where you're located, I am totally here to tell you that give it a try because if you love Pilates and hot yoga, you just might love hot Pilates as well. If you have not tried ClassPass, you should try it because even if you're someone who doesn't travel a lot, but you're someone who loves to switch up their workouts and you love to do Pilates, you love to cycle, you like to do different weight training classes, then this is perfect because you will have one membership and then you will have options for all of those things. Especially if you live in a bigger city, you're going to have a ton of really cool class options. So I personally, 10 out of 10, recommend ClassPass. It's life-changing. And also it's more than just fitness places. I've gotten a facial on there. You can get your nails done, you get massages. So it's just really cool to have all of those options in one app. And it's so easy to book and it's just really convenient. And so I love it. It's totally my vibe. And if you check it out, make sure to let me know what you think. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the episode. I really want to talk about how to create the life that you want and how to go about crushing your goals. So I have been having so many conversations with my girls about life and what we want to accomplish this year. And all of us have this consensus of really wanting to create the life that we want and really wanting to lean into our passion projects outside of our regular day jobs. And that's not to say that we all hate our jobs or anything, because that's definitely not the case. But we just want more out of life. So in today's episode, I really want want to talk about how to go after that and how to make sure that we are staying proactive in reaching our goals. Side note, I do want to say that having friends that you can have these kind of conversations with is literally top tier because I know we've talked about this before, but who you surround yourself with it matters. So if you really want to live a certain life and you want to elevate your life, you really have to be hanging out with people who are like-minded in that way. Because if you're not and you're hanging out with people who have other focuses, maybe you're hanging out with people who are really comfortable in their life and they would rather be going out, partying and doing all these things, which it's not bad. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But if you are going down a different path, then you probably need to be hanging out with people who are more aligned with the path that you're going down. Because if not, you are going to end up doing more of what the people around you are doing. And you know, that's just something that's been proven and it's something that I do want to point out. So when I decided that I wanted to do an episode on this topic, I became really curious as to when people actually start giving up on their New Year's resolutions or their goals, whatever you decided to set for yourself in the new year. And I came across this article in the New York Post and it says that February 1st is the day that people generally call quits on their New Year's resolutions. It's a according to new research. So a poll was done of 2000 Americans and it found that it just takes 32 days for the average person to finally break their resolutions. But 68% of the people reported giving up on their resolutions even sooner than that. And that is why I think having an episode like this is so important because I know I've been there where I set these goals, I was excited, and then I just was not proactive about achieving them. And by the end of the year, I was like, wow, I was reflecting 
on my year thinking, man, like I wish I would have put more effort into achieving my goal. So that is why I want to approach my goals very differently this year. And I want to share with you guys the different tips that I am doing and the things that I've learned so that I can make sure that I'm proactive with achieving my goals because I don't want to be in this hamster wheel every year of setting goals, getting to the end of the year, realizing that, wow, I wish I was more proactive on them. And it just becomes this cycle and I'm just ready to break that. So I hope that you find these tips helpful because they really are changing the game for me. If you are in this era, like me and my friends are, of just really wanting to create the life that you want and the life that you want is completely different from the life that you have now, then you're really going to have to proactively switch up the things that you're doing and build different habits and routines. So there's this woman that I saw on social media. I I can't really remember if it was TikTok or Instagram, but she was basically saying that the life that you have right now is a result of the current things that you're doing. So it's a result of your current habits and routines. So if you want to change your life, then you really are going to have to change your habits and routine. So she was also saying that it can be really uncomfortable when you start to decide to change your habits and routines and it's normal for it to feel uncomfortable. But when it does, our natural tendency can be to kind of revert back to the old way of living because it is more comfortable. It's easier. But she was saying that if you do that, you're not going to get to the place that you're trying to go because you aren't making those changes. So I really want to challenge you guys. And this is also a challenge for myself. But when you're in that space of feeling really uncomfortable because you've made these changes and it's a little bit unnatural for you at this moment because it's still new, I really want you to lean into that because I promise you when you start to see the difference that it makes and you start seeing the fruits of your labor, that is what's going to help you stay inspired. So if you've ever been on like a weight loss journey or just trying to build muscle and change your body, we all know that it can take some time in the beginning to see results, especially if you don't have a lot of weight to lose or you're trying to build muscle because it's a process. Like It takes time and we all know that once we finally look in the mirror and we see that our waist is getting more snatched or our glutes are getting bigger, we get so excited because that reward and seeing those results and seeing the fruits of our hard work is really inspiring, especially when we can have a visual of it. So I say all that to say that yes, it's going to take time, but once you put in the work and you start to see the fruits of your labor, that is going to help you stay inspired. So firstly, I want to get into your goals. So I'm sure a lot of us set a lot of goals this year. I know I did, but I want to say that a big part of setting goals is really making sure that you get real with yourself on who you are at your core and what your passions are and making sure that your goals align with that because a lot of times we get caught up in thinking about the things that we are supposed to do and the things our friends are doing and everyone else is doing. And you really have to be able to sit with yourself to see, okay, what is it that I want to do? What is it that Victoria wants? And making sure that all of that is aligning with my values and my passion and just my core being. Because when you make sure that your goals are aligned to your core being, that is going to help you build that happiness. Because if that is out of alignment, that is going to cause a friction 
that is going to, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's going to cause friction and that's really going to have an effect on your happiness in the long run. So when it comes to goals, I always say that you want to be really clear on your goals and a method that I've used for a while now is making sure that I have smart goals. So I'm not going to go into every detail of a smart goal, but essentially a smart goal is just setting a goal that's really specific and that also has a timeline so that you basically can create an action plan to make sure that you're working on that goal and that you can achieve that goal. So I'll give you an example of a smart goal. So say your goal is to learn a new language. So what you would say is, okay, I want to learn Spanish or I want to learn French by December 31st, 2023. So right there, you've given yourself a deadline and then you're going to think about, okay, so since I want to learn it by the end of the year, what do I need to be doing or how often do I need to be taking a French course or practicing my French so that I can learn it by the end of the year and say you want to go gun-ho, go all in, and you've decided that you are going to practice French for an hour every day until the end of the year. What I suggest doing and my tip is to schedule it into your calendar. So you would go in, put a repeating event in your calendar that says you are going to study French for an hour and you choose your time. And for me, when I do that, I look at those tasks as non-negotiables. So what I mean by that is that I am not going to just willy-nilly change this task and move it around because something else comes up. Obviously, if it's an emergency and I just don't have any other option, then of course I will move it. But what I'm saying is... I am not going to just move it because something random comes up. No, I'm going to be committed to that because I'm going to prioritize that goal. So I will be scheduling different like events and things around that goal. So I haven't always done that. And for me, I've been in places where I've set goals. And, you know, I've also talked to a lot of people who've also felt this way, but I've set goals and I've been so excited, you know, for a new year because I've set all these goals. I'm excited. I'm going to achieve it. This year is going to be different, but then I don't actually make an action plan and I don't actually schedule in how I'm going to be working on that goal. Like I don't schedule in the daily, the weekly and the monthly things that I'm going to be doing to proactively achieve that goal into my calendar. Then things come up and work gets busy, life happens. And then I just forget about the goal until the end of the year comes back around. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't achieve that goal. So I need to add it again this year. And then I also start thinking about what other goals I want to achieve. But, you know, I've been having these conversations with different people. And I feel like we all have the consensus that 2023 is our year. There's something about this year that we all feel so good about. And I am here for it. I'm loving it because I'm also feeling that way. But for me, I just know that since I want things to be different this year, I have to do things differently. So that is why I am scheduling in my task and making sure that I'm very proactive and actually achieving my goals. So the next tip that I have would be consistency. I know we have all heard of this and I know consistency can be so hard, especially when we feel like we're so busy because really life is busy. I feel like the older we get, it just gets busier. It's so wild to think that when I was in high school, I thought I was so busy and I couldn't imagine life being busier, but it really only seems to get busier. But I have tried to take shortcuts and I've tried to see if I can make things happen without being consistent and it just doesn't work. And I think we all know that, but it's really about changing your mindset and deciding that you're going to prioritize 
prioritize yourself, which means you're going to prioritize your goal. So you're going to put in the time and the effort and you're going to replace it with the things that aren't in alignment with the direction and the path that you're going into. So consistency, like there's no way around it. You have to be consistent when it comes to changing your life and creating the life that you want. Just think about it. If you have a health and fitness goal, you know that you have to consistently focus on your nutrition and be in the gym, focus on your sleep and doing the things that you need to do to improve your health. If your goal is to start a business, if you want your business to grow, you have to consistently put in the work and show up and you have to build that trust with your client base or your customer base. They're literally, as I said, there's no way around consistency. And the thing is, if having the life we want was easy, then everyone right now would have it and we would all currently be living the life that we daydream about. But the thing is, it's not easy. It does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And and the beautiful thing that I also mentioned earlier is that when you put that time in, when you see the fruits of your labor, it is so rewarding because you can look and you can have a visual and be like, wow, I put in so much sweat, so much tears, so much time and so much hard work. And this is what I have built. And that is kind of what you have to focus on. You have to keep your why in mind and know that it's going to take time. You have to be really realistic with yourself and know that I have to show up consistently. And if I'm not showing up consistently, I can't be upset that I am not reaching my goals because I am choosing to not proactively work on them. So a tip that I have to help be more consistent is to create a routine and stick with it. So having a plan is already going to set you up for a better opportunity to succeed. You really have to fall in love with the process and build a routine that you can stick to. Everyone's different. So it's really important to figure out what works for you. And the best way to do that is through trial and error because it comes down to your mindset. And as I just mentioned, the daily choices that you're making. So it will involve changing your priorities and really deciding what and how you're going to prioritize your time. So is your priority going to be hanging out with your friends and going out every weekend? If so, that's totally fine. But you just have to remember that it may keep you from reaching your goals depending on what they are. So you really have to build that discipline and change your mindset. I've listened to so many different entrepreneurs talk about the sacrifices they did have to make in the beginning stages of growing their business. A lot of them did sacrifice the nights out and sacrifice hanging out and some dinners and some hangouts with their friends. And I'm not saying that you need to do that. But what I'm saying is what they did was they had to prioritize the tasks and the things that they needed to to create their business. And now they are seeing the fruits of their labor. And a huge part of being able to build that consistency and change those habits is overcoming your limiting beliefs. So I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it can be so easy for me to either talk myself out of things or I can share my dream with someone and they can place their limiting beliefs on me and kind of talk me out of it. So something that I have learned is that not everyone is going to understand your vision and that's totally okay. And it just seems like sometimes the people that are closest to you can project their limiting beliefs and their fears on you the most. Most of the time it's not intentional and there can be times where it's a little bit calculated, but literally that's a topic for another episode. So I don't want to get in that, but trust your gut and your instinct. Being able to trust your gut and your instinct is so important because like I said, no one understands your vision the way you do. But also if you are telling someone your dream and they're really unsupportive and you're just getting this bad feeling when you talk to them about it, don't share it with them again. And it's okay if they're one of your closest friends or your loved ones, because you don't have to share your dream with them. You can just be working on it. And then when the results come and you start the business or whatever the dream is, they will see it and they'll be like, wow. And hopefully if their 
or true friend or a loving family member, they will be proud of you. But you don't always have to tell them in the beginning stages because just not everyone's going to understand. So I want to talk about productivity. So I feel like productivity is really linked a lot of times to hustle culture, but I do feel like there is a way to have a more positive relationship with it. So like I said, I have listened to podcasts with really successful entrepreneurs and a lot of them talk about they did have to go through a season of hustling and it just for most people it seems like when you're building a business at least it is something that is so necessary but you have to know it's not sustainable for a long period of time so if you have to have a season of hustling to get your business off the ground that is completely okay but I don't want you to hear this and be like oh my gosh Victoria is promoting hustle culture that's not the case but I do want to be realistic just based on the tips that I've heard from successful entrepreneurs and there are going to be times where you really have to grind and have a lot of grit but again it's not sustainable so you don't want that to be the vision forever it's just supposed to be a season so again I am not promoting hustle culture I do not agree with hustle culture but I feel like a lot of time that is linked with negative workplace cultures so when you are trying to grow something from the ground up and it's your baby it's your business there is going to be a level of grinding and a level of sacrifice because there is no reason that you can't create the life you want and also make sure that you are taking care of yourself because I know for me if I am not showing up to prioritize my health it is going to affect the way that I perform and the way that I show up daily so yes please take care of yourself but there are going to be other things that you will have to sacrifice to create the life that you want so I do think that a lot of time when we think about productivity we can focus on all the things we have to do but a lot of times I don't think it's not having enough time in the day so I know I've felt this way and I felt like wow like I just wish I had more hours in the day I wish I had more time but I've realized the more I evaluate my habits and what I'm doing it's less about needing more time and it's more about how I'm spending my time and how often I'm getting distracted so whether that's me scrolling on social media deciding to turn on the tv after work or anything that is taking me away from the task that I set out to do so I would say that the key to being more productive is really structuring your day in a way that allows you to focus on the things that you need to get done but of course you still want to find some level of enjoyment in your day but you really want to structure your day and find a way to eliminate as many distractions as possible so a tip that I want to give that I do for that is during the day especially during my work day I do not keep my phone right next to me I have an iPhone and I can set different focus modes so I have one for my work day so that my phone is on do not disturb I don't get notifications and then I can just put my phone in my drawer or put it in another room so that I'm not constantly picking it up and looking at it because by doing that, that is a form of a distraction. So I can be really focused, really efficient and really getting a lot of work done, but I can easily pick up my phone and be distracted for an hour. So that's why I have that boundary. And that's why I have my focus time set on my phone so that I don't get notifications, but I even take it a step further and I go ahead and either put my phone in the drawer or leave it in my room. And by doing that, it really helps me eliminate that distraction. So when I think about productivity, I also think about how I can better manage my time. So here are some tips that I'm following that I want to share with you guys that can hopefully help you figure out how to schedule your day and manage your time a little bit better so that you can feel like you are having days that are really more productive and aligned with the life that you are trying to create. So the first tip that I have is to schedule every minute of your day. So basically just think of this as a zero-based budget technique. So with the zero-based budget, you literally schedule every dollar. That way you can personalize your budget so that you can make sure that you're paying the things that you need to pay and also include
including the things that you enjoy and just making budget for that. So basically, I want you to think of that, but do that for your time. So what I do is I use my planner. I write down everything, all my tasks and the time that I'm going to do it. I literally schedule my day from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. And I also put it in my phone calendar so I can get reminders if I need to. So I know I mentioned that I do turn off my notifications during the day, but I do allow my calendar because you can you can decide what you want to come through as far as the notifications that you allow to come through when you are in focus mode in your phone. So I do allow my calendar notifications to come through. So basically I schedule everything. I schedule my wake up time. I schedule my get ready time for the gym, my commute time, the time I'm going to spend at the gym, like literally everything from my skincare to time with your significant other, just literally schedule everything. And this is also something the CEO at the company that I work at just mentioned recently that he does that. He schedules everything on his calendar so that helps him stay on track and that just really helps him maximize his day. And he is, I think, mid thirties and a CEO of a really popular company. So I mean, if that tells you anything, like this technique can work for you if you choose to apply it. Okay. So my next tip is to figure out what time of day you are most productive. So there's this book called Win by Dan Pink. And in this book, he talks about the evidence that shows that our circadian rhythm can help us figure out the best time to do our analytical work and creative work. So if you're a morning person like me, you should do your analytical work early when you're at your peak alertness, your routine and more mundane tasks around lunchtime and your trove. And then you can save your creative work for the late afternoon or evening when it's better for you to do your non-linear thinking. And if you are more of a night owl, he says that you will be most likely better off doing your creative projects in the morning and your analytical tasks in the late afternoon and evening time. So basically you would switch that of what the morning person does. So it's really more about setting yourself up for success by doing certain tasks at the best time of day that works for you. Because no matter if you are a morning person or a night person, the idea is that you can spend the same amount of time doing the same tasks, but you would just be doing them at different times of the day where you can be best focused. My third tip is finding a technique to maximize your productivity. This will depend on what works best for you. There are different studies out there that talk about working for a set period of time and then taking a break in between your work blocks to help increase focus, efficiency, and productivity. So for me, I prefer the 90-minute method, which means that you do work for 90 minutes and then you take a 15 to 20-minute break. And the ideology behind this method is based on the idea that our attention peaks and then exhaust in energy rhythms throughout the day. So that's why you'll work for 90 minutes and then you'll stop, take about a 20-minute break, and then repeat. As I said, there are other methods. So if you try this method and you just feel like it's not your vibe, that's totally okay. Don't be discouraged because you can easily Google other methods and you can find the best method that works for you. And I think the thing with all these tips that I'm giving, it's just really shifting your mindset. Again, we are so used to living our lives the way that we have lived them for however many years. So if you want to change your life and create the life you want, you really have to develop a growth mindset and an abundance mindset and just really have that faith and believe in yourself. So I'm sure we've all seen this little quote on Instagram, but it says like, I'm definitely paraphrasing, but it says something like, you believed in Santa Claus for eight years, so you can believe in yourself for like five seconds. So I say all that to say, give yourself this year, focus on trying to create the life that you have set goals for, that you have manifested, that you talk to your friends about, because I promise if you give yourself this year, you will see a difference, but it's all about being consistent and showing up for yourself. I want to do a quick rapid fire and I want to talk 
talk about seven habits that I'm doing this year to help me create the life that I want. And I truly, truly believe that 2023 is my year to really elevate my life. And I am so excited. And my word for this year is committed. So these seven habits are really going to help me stay committed to my goals. So habit number one, prioritizing my health and wellness. So for me, if I don't feel good, I cannot operate as my best self because if I'm not prioritizing my health and wellness, like that means my nutrition, my fitness, my sleep, and all of those things, I cannot show up the way that I need to in my life and in my daily routine. So that is like a top priority for me this year so that I can make sure my cup is full so that I can show up the way I need to throughout the day. Habit number two is what I talked about earlier, but I'm going to completely schedule my day. As I said, it's a tip I've heard from multiple successful business owners and entrepreneurs. And so it's a tip that I have started to try. And it's something that I really want to be consistent with this year because it's a useful tool to help you stay on track with your tasks. So again, that means putting your lunchtime in your calendar, your skincare routine, literally everything you want to schedule every second of your day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. And another thing is it's also a really good visual to help you see where your time is spent that will help you be able to make adjustments as needed to create a better work-life balance or even just make sure that you are scheduling in time for the things you love and enjoy because I do want to make sure that I say this but scheduling in time for fun and things you enjoy is so crucial to your happiness like I don't want you to hear this and be like I have to grind 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 also need to make sure that you are prioritizing self-care and yourself and I think the best way to do that is to make sure that you're scheduling it into your days. So the next habit is I really want to make sure that I'm being proactive instead of reactive. For me, this means that I'm not going to let my day run me. I wholeheartedly believe that when I am prepared and I have a plan for my day, that helps me go through the day without just having to react to things. And another thing that I want to mention with that habit, that means not responding to text messages right away and as soon as I get them, because again, picking up that phone is one of my biggest distractions. So I'm trying to do that less. The next habit I'm doing is giving my phone a bedtime. So I have moved my charging station to the bathroom. And you know, if you don't want to move yours to the bathroom, I would say just try to move it further away so that you can't just reach it and grab it. Because again, if that's a habit that you have, it's going to be really easy for you to do that at night instead of getting your rest because you know, you've decided to wake up earlier. You're going to scroll on your phone. You're going to look up. It's going to be two hours later than you plan on going to sleep. And then you're going to wake up tired and groggy the next morning. And that's going to affect the way that you show up in your day. So the next habit really ties into the last habit that I just mentioned. But since we are keeping our phone further away, we need to make sure that we have a real alarm clock because I'm sure when I said that last habit, a lot of you guys were saying to yourselves, well, Victoria, I use my cell phone for my alarm and I get it because I've done that for years, probably since I was in high school, maybe even middle school. But there are a lot of good options of alarm clocks out there and you really can get that alarm clock, set it by your bed, turn your phone off if you can. I know everyone can't turn their phone off, but if you feel comfortable turning your phone off and putting it in your bathroom, do that and set that alarm clock on your bedside so that you can wake up. And again, when you wake up in the morning, you won't have that temptation to go through your phone because you don't have to grab it to turn your alarm off. So the next habit that I'm following is really just reducing my mindless scrolling or wasting hours on my phone. So as I said before, like one of my tips during the day is to put my phone away and put it on a focus mode. But also if you are someone who struggles with subconsciously grabbing your phone and just clicking on Instagram, 
Instagram or some other social media app, there is a way where you can set time limits on your app so that it'll turn off and you can only spend a certain amount of time on your app that day. So if that is what's going to keep you from the mindless doom scrolling, then totally do that because again, I know I'm not the only one, but I can waste hours on social media and it's just not going to help me create the life that I want. So I want to do that less. So if you feel like setting time limits on your social media apps or whatever apps that you find yourself getting most distracted by, if you think that'll help you and you have an iPhone, what you need to do is you need to go into your settings, type in the search bar screen time, and you need to turn on your screen time. And then once you turn it on, you will see all of your apps and there's one for social. And then you click on that and that's where you can go and look at Instagram. TikTok, whatever social media apps you have on your phone. And you can click which ones you want to set time limits on and then you set a time limit and it'll give you a five minute warning right before you get to your time limit. So I just turned that on. So it's really new for me. And I am just really excited that like I can put this boundary and this constraint up because social media is designed to keep us on it. So that is why I feel like I need this time limit so that it can remind me to stay focused on the tasks that are going to help me reach my goal and not spend these mindless hours doom scrolling on social media. And then the seventh habit that I am doing to help me create the life that I want is really investing in my personal development. And for me, that looks like watching less TV and spending more time reading books and listening to podcasts because I really want to invest in my mind. So our mindset is going to be the biggest determining factor in whether or not we are able to change our life and reach our goals. And I strongly believe that if you're actively developing your mind to have a growth mindset and to learn new skills, then you are going to be closer to your goals. And also you are just going to have so much knowledge. And when we stop learning and we stop focusing on developing our minds, it's so much easier to stay stuck in doing the same things that we've been doing, that it's getting us this life that we currently have. But again, if you're trying to change that, you have to do things differently. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your habits and you really have to change your routines. So those are the habits that I am really focusing on this year to make sure that that I am proactively working on creating the life that I want because I'm so tired of it just being a daydream. Like I'm ready to make it a reality. All right. So I really feel like I could talk about so many things and I could talk more about this topic, but I want to leave you all with that. And I really hope that you found my tips helpful and that you feel empowered to go after the life that you want because it's possible. It is never too late. And it's just a matter of changing your mindset and deciding that you're ready to put the work in. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section, wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye grown girl gang.